name is Martin, and this is episode 12 of the Attributive Security Podcast. In each episode, we discuss a different topic around risk and security. We hope our conversations help you. They're certainly helpful for us to clarify our thoughts and to learn. After a break over the summer, I'm joined in this episode by my regular co-host, Maurice. Keep listening to hear our conversation about how our security needs to be adaptable for us to have a chance of surviving rapid and profound change but that to thrive, we want it to be adaptive. Hey, Martin, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Good. Had a power cut this morning. You had a power cut? Had a power cut, yes. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Because you wanted to talk about adaptability, and now I wonder, how adaptable were you to this power cut? Well, I didn't have a UPS, so... I just what? restarted things. <laughs> okay. Everything seems to come back up. So okay. So y- y- no, not not very um, much robustness against power outages, but a bit of resilience. So your uh, adaptation was uh, just restart the stuff and then just continue where you basically are now. Yeah. Because you're not continuing where you left because you may have lost data. I may have done. I may have done. Thankfully, so I you're continue. hadn't really yeah. been doing much at the time. I, I was out at the time. But you mentioned, I can't I remember, did you say adaptable? Uh, yeah, I said adaptable. Yeah. Did you mean something else then? No, it's just, I think we were, I, I, I was thinking about adaptable and adaptive. For a non-English speaker, that's maybe a bit of a, a nuance. But I, I did go and Present. did go and check it. I, I'm here, so not <laughs> yeah. native. So yeah, elaborate. <laughs> hey, even, even a native speaker needs to check these things. Because <laughs> there was a there was an adaptive architecture movement about ten years ago or so. I think I don't know how far it went. There's a there's a famous house in Utrecht, isn't there? With the, with the movable walls and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So adaptable is really something that is capable of being adapted, capable of change, I guess, to reflect changes in the external environment, in the landscape, whereas adaptive is a more dynamic thing. So it's more, I guess, dynamically changing in relation to changes in the environment. So it's actually actively changing rather than just having the capability of being changed. So when thinking about our our security programs, our security architectures, as we tend to talk about, I think it would be a pretty poor security program that wasn't able to be adapted to changes in the environment, changes in the the risk landscape. We shouldn't really be presupposing any any particular future or any anything that's going to come come along. But that's that's a whole lot different to having something that's adaptive. So something that's adaptable could just be, oh, we're going to do a a review and a refresh every three years. Whereas something that's adaptable has got more built-in triggers and it's more continuously evolving. Adaptive is, just to get it straight, right? Adaptive is, is that automatically automatically adapting to the new situation or is adaptable it, well, automatically? It, 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 up- it can be manual intervention, but I think you've got to have built-in in triggers for that. So you've got to be doing... Maybe right. activities right. that would actually detect that there are significant changes in the environment. Now, that doesn't mean to say the the system's going to automatically adjust itself. It may well need some intervention at that point, but the triggers are there in place rather than, oh, well, we're just going to do another 
another risk assessment on an annual basis, for example. Doing a risk assessment on an annual basis is not being adaptive to a pandemic, is it? No. Unless you've already factored that in, of course. It's reactive, I would say. Because I was thinking about this this morning on my bicycle, riding to uh, to go get some groceries there. There was a, a roadblock. Right. So I had to adapt to change a detour. Right? I had to take a detour. And I realized sometimes when something like this happens, I get a bit upset. That can sometimes be my first reaction because I my brains are doing different things and then suddenly there's something blocking me and something unexpected happened and it's it stresses you and yeah you it stresses me and i may say things to people not scolding or swearing but it's it's like why why wasn't there a sign up down the road right why wasn't i informed before this blockage here but i realized i was like you know what it's easier it's better for everybody if i just don't i adapt to the situation and that made me realize that adaptable being adaptable relies a bit on being flexible around this yeah and i I was wondering how the two well they do uh, relate to each other of course can you be adaptable without being flexible i don't think so but how does that then relate to because like you were saying doing a risk assessment when a pandemic occurs is not really being adaptable yet it does tie into flexible because you are flexible enough to be it a bit late, but still hopefully in time to identify the high risks and prevent those from materializing, wouldn't you say? But you're still flexible if, if let's say, let's take the human out of it because that tends to be more adaptive. If you had a robot or a drone or something and you'd programmed it to go down and get your groceries and come back and the road's closed and the only recourse you had was to recall it back to base and set a new route. It couldn't actually adapt itself based on those roadblocks or those obstacles and you couldn't maybe actually even override it whilst it was en route. You had to abort and, and start again. That's still flexible. It's still not it's, ba- just... it's still not baked in and you have to... No, you're right, because it's flexible to the point where where I can go back to... A recovery point, yeah, which is either all the way way back to uh, the grocery store, or and adaptive is is just immediately adapt to it, and either manual intervention or automatic, like you were saying. But it's yeah, and you get the feedback, I think, and you you are assessing that the assumptions you've made still hold. Your assumption right. is that you could go down that street. Are you continuously, uh, or at least regularly, assessing that? Does it sound like? The difference between them would be that you either undo things to find a circumvention or you can actually find another solution without undoing things. I don't know if that's helpful because I think in some cases you need to backtrack anyway. So you could you could consider, do you consider backtracking to be undoing what you've done or is it a new direction? No, that is just analyzing the current status. But undoing is really rolling back and saying, okay, I need to I need to go back one street or I need to uninstall this software or we need to something. That's, for me, that's actually stepping back. It's a little nonsensical, but if you turn your bike around and you ride back to the next junction and you take a different road, that's continuing on in a sense. You're not riding your bike backwards, are you? <laughs> no, this is the thing. 
I am indeed actively going back to the previous junction instead of going back to the previous junction and then realizing what I need to do, figuring out what I need to do. Yes. Yes, you have you have plotted a new a new route rather than brute forcing and, and going back and, and trying to yes. find something else. Now how is it possible that how would you be able to do this in the architecture in security that you are adaptive indeed enough to uh, when there's an attack, that you don't roll back situations, but you just keep moving forward. You withstand the problems, basically. So it's a matter of, in security field, I should say, how do you make your systems, your collection of systems, whatever you provide, right, in services, adaptive, such that if there is an attack, that you are able to withstand the attack without actually having to roll back and then find a new point of adapting to the situation you have just encountered? Uh, that's, a, that's a big question. I think the first thing I would say is your architecture, your design, your security program, more holistically than that even, is, is not a set of static artifacts. Each one of those Correct. things is a living document, a living system. So I think that that's the first thing, is you have that, that life cycle, and that's a an active life cycle that's refreshing a lot of those artifacts. And you've got the triggers in place to detect when something needs to adapt, something needs to be changed. So that may be around significant changes in, in your risks. It may be more competitive than that. It may be around your strategies for achieving your goals. And those things need to feed through and you need that traceability if you've got a security program that is very much built in a silo then you don't necessarily have that traceability and connection to what the business is trying to do you may have some connection to some threat intelligence but what do you actually do with that how do you actually know how to respond to that so that's one thing i think having systems that just evolve over time and build up detritus over time to the point that you don't actually know how to rebuild that system, how to recover that system is, is not going to be helpful. So looking towards infrastructure as code, policy as code, those sorts of approaches as well actually gets you something that you can have confidence that if you change something in that code base in terms of what the infrastructure looks like, hopefully you've got the confidence that that's actually going to be reflected in, in what's actually what's actually running. The alternative, as I say, being you, you've got this system that's been running for quite some time and really you have a lot less confidence of what's actually on there, what's actually running, and what effect some changes you make are going to have. Would that imply that when you're creating the architecture that you need to look forward as, as far as possible when you are designing the solutions that you keep looking forward as possible as, as far as possible as far as possible that's a how long's a piece of string i think i think that's hard because i guess the further forward you look the the wider you know the wider that arc is of, of possibility absolutely absolutely the the wider the range of if something is I guess we're getting into into black swans and grey rhinos and such. Correct. If, if yeah. you can see yeah. something on the horizon and you have time to react to it, and the, this is this is another thing. What is your 
What is your response time? We can say that you can react, but can you react fast enough? If there's an iceberg on the horizon, can you steer the ship before you hit it? You can steer the ship. It's adaptable in that sense. But how far how far out do you need to be looking? And I think indeed that is what when I say as when I asked how far, right, uh, as far as possible. And I think on a more conceptual level, this is the case. You need to think about how fast does this ship need to turn at what speed? So how far do we need to look into the distance onto the horizon to see things coming up? Same goes for for the architecture, the IT systems there. I think we should look into generic groups of things that can happen. In relation to those, say, well, this is how fast we need to respond. This is how much damage. Instead of going to the nitty-gritty details of the actual DDoS coming from Asia or coming from... Yeah. Adaptable and adaptive is not only towards the security, as in threats and weaknesses, but it is also in terms of the business. Tomorrow they want a new channel up. Yep. Or they forgot to inform the IT division about the new marketing campaign that is launched tonight at primetime that is going to give a huge spike on the network, on the applications, because new customers are now trying to unroll. Because you've just put an advert in the middle of the Super Bowl, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you didn't, tell, you didn't think to tell anyone. <laughs> Why should I? Yeah, yeah, because that never happened. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot dependent on that sort of transparency and communication and tying what you're doing in terms of both seeking to control and also looking for those opportunities and i think i think that that does kind of vary as you go down through the organization i think you you tend to find a lot of people down in the it teams let's say who are very focused on control whereas maybe if you get up more towards the executives you've got a lot more focus on how are we going to achieve our goals? And I'm not saying there's, there's no focus on the, on the controls, but the controls are maybe a, a, a lower um, focus than, than achievement of those goals. And, and, but you've got, to, you've got to put that context and be transparent throughout the organization and actually get that linkage. I'm talking later in the month about risk appetite. And that comes back a lot to... What is our strategy? What is our risk appetite? And those two actually have to have to be in agreement. When you select your strategy, if you're not willing to take the risks necessary to achieve the goal that that, that strategy is trying to achieve, then you're not going to get anywhere. If you are in a equilibrium there, in an agreement there, then as you go down the organisation, you potentially if you've communicated that and you've got that transparency then you know what choices you need to be making without that then you do risk having a disconnect there and not really being on the same page in terms of what you're trying to achieve and that sort of enables if not promotes um more of that sort of siloed approach you you were talking about where you don't know that you're gonna suddenly get this this extra demand because you're not talking to each other. And that's an interesting one. I wanted to bring it up indeed. So who should start with with defining the definition of what is what is meant by adaptive? 
and to what extent how much of this adaptive uh, should be there who is got is that IT going to say this is how much you can get and therefore uh, or, or uh, we of course it's I know right so the, the rhetorical question because it is the business who should demand this but to what level of detail are they able to do this does that would that tie into that the risk appetite and you were talking about COSEC weren't you yes yes yeah yeah on Tuesday isn't it yeah yeah Tuesday Tuesday just before lunch that one (laughs) (laughs) so what was the question again you got me thinking about lunch now um, my question was this: uh, the attribute, because it, it is it is an attribute, okay. the adaptive, and it has a definition of what actually is meant by the word adaptive, and that is probably the flexibility to adapt to the circumstances in a fast, you can't say fast, uh, when required. And now the when required has a performance target saying immediately or ASAP. Okay, so but, but, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bit. Um, I get I guess you please. you've mentioned attributes, so apologies to everyone if we get a bit bit heavy on the SAP. So being adaptive is not just about your physical and component layer. It's not just about your no. service management. Being adaptive may actually mean that you've got to change your conceptual layer. You've got to change your business attributes profile. You get yep. new attributes. You lose some attributes. You certainly change the targets on attributes. Yeah. So it's it's not sort of, well, we've got this adaptive thing and we're going to turn this knob or we're, we're going to affect this physical layer. We're going to do some stuff with some elasticity on our on our server file. It can actually, uh, it can actually affect any any uh, any layer of that of that architecture. And it's it's in including the schedules for people. Absolutely, manning stations. There is an uh, uh, attributed blog on the Sapso.org website about adaptive. Okay. About this, that doesn't indeed necessarily go into the technical aspects, but just the generic t- how. How adaptive are we to a pandemic like you started there? Um, how do we change the way we work? We can't go to the office, but we need to meet each other. We do. Boom. Videos. The the fact that you've maybe exceeded um, one of your attribute targets doesn't actually mean that the response to that is is to screw down on on that specific area. It may be actually that you need to look at the wider picture and say, well, actually, this is the right thing to be doing, and and that's okay. Failing those those control targets, let's let's say control objectives, maybe because the the cause of that is a significant change in the risk landscape. Let's say. And actually, in response to that, that target is 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 now something that needs to be reviewed. Not we failed. We need to improve our control effectiveness. There, it may actually be actually that's a risk we need to take right now, and we need to reframe various other things 
around that because the universe has changed. Yeah. Yes, and you make me think here, or realize that I have been thinking about this before. We're we're constantly in the state of going back into lockdowns over and over again. Festivals are cancelled, many things are cancelled, because over and over they're trying to manage the risks to such an extent that that almost nobody's admitted to hospitals, and especially not to ICUs. But we have to be adaptive here. We have to say, you know what, maybe we should just adapt to the situation that COVID is here. I don't know. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not, so don't follow my advice there. I, I think certainly over here, we are adapting. Uh, expectations have changed over the last uh, 18 months. We're doing things differently. We're trying to make things work. But the the difficulty often is that you have this this change and that maybe calls into question certain control areas, certain you trigger some alerts on various things. And sometimes you do need to step back and look at the big picture. Uh, but let's not talk about the pandemic because I think our listeners have yes. heard a lot of discussions about the pandemics there, and I'm sorry to have brought it up there. Um, it, but you were saying, right, um, the conceptual layer, you need to be adaptive, not just to your controls, the solutions, but also to the fact that your conceptual layer may need to be adapted, yes. changed. And you're right, because if the organization wants a completely different route, a different industry is also going for an adventure in a different industry. You don't need to be in a position where you have to throw away the whole of the architecture, but just say, okay, we need to adapt the architecture. Yes. Yeah. I guess in theory, sometimes you may want to do a fairly large change, but even, even when you yeah. come in and, you know, buy a plot of land and demolish the house and build a new one, you're not even then starting from, from, from scratch you started you, you've still got various things that are carrying forward and that is why i normally say that every strategy it, it doesn't ha it may have a starting point but it never has an end date because it evolves in something different again keeps evolving even when this when the company uh, stops to exist the ideas continue and live for yeah and that comes back to what i said about ad adaptive is never done Adaptive is is constantly looking at ways and to change. Adapt adaptable adaptive. could be. You can develop a adaptable security architecture that is a set of static artifacts. That yes, they can be I changed. I see the difference. But it's it's do once and done. And that's I and, think and what we need to get away from. Yes, because suddenly i see what i think see what you mean there adaptable is changing adapting to the current situation to survive or to stay within that current situation adaptive is adapting to maybe moving towards different scenarios what i see in what i see here is the panarchy model adaptive is for the panarchy model 
but to stay in line of what you're trying to avoid, right? That, that, you know the Panergy model? Explain it to me, briefly. Because I've got a vague idea, but I think a lot of people might not. Yes, all right. So, uh, adaptive reminds me of the Panergy model. So adaptive is, is basically adapting to the point where something is released. So if you know the panarchy model, let me explain. Um, you have a sort of a starting point. You, you have resources, you, you've got IDs, you're going to develop those IDs. You're going to sell your products. You're going to sell your services. That's in the growth. You'll grow into a conservation. And the panarchy is a bit of the infinite loop. Right. So imagine this, that at the bottom left, just imagine the eight on its side there, the infinite loop. And at the bottom left side, you start going diagonal to the right top. Mm -hmm. That is where you have the conservation. People are using your services. You are making money. But there is a max. There's a cap. Right. And at some point, you your resources are depleted. The market is fulfilled. No, no new customers anymore. There's no growth. Nobody else needs a mobile phone. Everybody's got one in the world. Nobody else needs a mobile phone anymore. <clears throat> so basically, there's a release of your current resources that is going to be... We're now going to the right bottom corner of yep. that uh, infinite loop. And it goes back to the left top corner where you basically restructure, reorganize your resources. Now, this could be you or this could be somebody else who picks this up. Adaptive and grows from new IDs, <clears throat> builds a new phone, and so on, and so on, and so on. Where adaptable is to basically sort of try and avoid topping over from the conservation into the stop to exist. That's a sort of how I see what you, what you were saying there. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily have the, the impetus to actually be making those changes. Indeed. You don't have the, the, your, your, the triggers or the yep. the insight to do that. But, you know, your house, you can move rooms around, but you've kind of got to decide to do that rather than really actually seeing what's, what's happening in the environment and really adapting to the environment. Indeed, really adapting because adaptable is maybe short-term and adaptive is longer-term. Maybe. I think the other thing that I'm really thinking is a lot of just in terms of actually really being adaptive is we talked about how far is your horizon, how far are you looking? And I think one of, one of the differences there is around having a set of problems, a set of risks even, that you have a strategy for you have an approach you know what you're going to do versus actually having that problem solving capability so i'm looking at the because it's that time of time of the year the secondary school entrance exams over here and there's a lot of stuff in there that's not taught in the in the primary schools uh, there's a lot of stuff around spatial reasoning and nonverbal reasoning. The goal, really, the idea of this is that the children aren't really supposed to be taught the test. They're supposed to 
just use their their skills. And there's a lot of there's a lot of money in tutoring, and it's very much teaching to the test. It's very much right. This is this is problem type A. Yeah, the the words might differ, the the numbers might differ, but this is problem A. This is problem B. This is problem C. This is how you solve them. Rather than actually going to, okay, this we're going to try and teach you problem solving, lateral thinking, how you would actually, from a meta level, solve these problems rather than having a series of rote problems that you know how to solve them. And I, th I think that, that applies to some of the risks we see in that people know that there's a certain type of risk and they know how they're going to approach that, how they would approach that if, from a response and recovery perspective, a, you know, a grey rhino, so something that we know is going to happen but we don't know when um, and we know it's going to have a big impact. Maybe, I guess that's a bad example because a lot of people just ignore them because they think they're not going to happen. But those things where you kind of know what what the problem is as opposed to the black swan where it comes out of nowhere and you couldn't predict it. You didn't know what it was going to look like. And that's really where I think you need to have the, the capabilities and the skills and that that covers you know people processes technologies the whole gamut of how are we gonna how would we respond to something that we'd never seen before do you know that's actually interesting you bring up there and i think that is a nice nice topic for next discussion does the unknown unknown exist does it exist is it unknown i mean is it unknown unknown or unknown unknown sorry because for next topic. Okay. Known unknowns and unknown. Keeping it fresh there. No, I had one more question, actually. Um, and I'm not sure if I understood or your talk is going to be about risk appetite. Now, how much, how much adaptive should you be? Does that tie into the risk appetite? Do you first set your risk appetite and then determine your adaptive requirements? Or would you set those first or at the same time? sort of go hand in hand i think the first thing is your goal what is it you were trying to achieve right you then may come up with a set of strategies that you think would help you achieve that goal you then i think need to look at how much risk you need to pursue how much risk you need to accept to deliver those strategies and this is before you select your strategy. So you, you've maybe come up with various options of your strategy and you're saying, well, this one's going to require more risk. Um, this one's going to require risk over there. This one's going to require a different sort of risk to achieve that goal. At that point, you've, you've maybe then got a, a strategy and a risk appetite that you hope is going to deliver that goal. How adaptable you need to be i think that potentially comes down to part, partly to the risk because you're looking at the risk of your environment your assumptions changing 
or being proven to be wrong. So you need to adapt to that. Partly it will come down to, and I guess this is the same thing, how long you're looking at taking to achieve that goal. If you're looking to a five-year plan to achieve your goal, and this is why I say that they're, they're kind of the same thing, the risk of the roadblock occurring, as you said, you know, going to get your groceries, the risk of the roadblock occurring at some point in the next year is different to the risk of it occurring today. If it only needs to happen once, then, you know, so I think that plays into how adaptable you need to be. How adaptive do you need to be? I think that's that's really a broader question in terms of if you are looking over the long term to deliver your mission, I mean, that's what it comes down to really, isn't it? The The mission is the only thing that's not going to adapt. The mission is, is your overriding reason for being. Let's assume that that one is not going to change. Everything else can change to deliver that mission over the period of time. Now, the chances of those things changing depends on that time time frame depends on that horizon does that make sense yes yeah it does make sense because this is what i was started thinking is uh your risk status and therefore the requirements to be adaptive to this is only in place and only holds as long as the your current status of what you're doing remains current but as soon as something changes their requirement from being adaptive and how much and your risk appetites will will change because the situation has changed the scenarios are different yeah so an adaptive system changes its behavior changes its attributes uh, based on information environment information essentially available at the time at the current time, the time, oh. the time of utilization. Whereas yeah. you can be yeah. adaptable based purely on the information available at the time of design. You can design yes. something so that it can be changed later on without having in yeah. place a process, a system to actually affect that change. Correct. Correct. I think that's a nice summary of... Uh of what we've been discussing here. We want to aim for the adaptive. Yes. It goes even beyond being adaptable. Some of being able to withstand changes comes down to robustness versus resilience versus anti-fragility. But that is all in relation to completely known knowns right your resilience is because a data center can 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 be flooded yes you can have redundancy i think is where i was going you can have redundancy but that does okay. that doesn't mean you're adaptive indeed it, it's indeed. good when that unexpected incredibly rare event happens but it doesn't actually mean that you're adaptive you haven't adapted to those events you've just got some resilience to them indeed or in 
you may be aware of the things that may happen, but they are very unlikely to happen. The impact would still sit marginal, like medium or, or even high, but you're saying putting money in now is too costly for this event actually to, but once it is there, we will adapt to it. Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that, would that tie into just in time? <laughs> I see your face. Just too late. Um, <laughs> it's already happened. You've already got some of the impact. Unless, as I say, you can see the rhino coming and yeah, that is the grey rhino. You, you can see it coming, but you, you have a plan and you are able in the time it's charging towards you to get out the way. Yeah. That doesn't mean you say you get out the way now. But if you see it coming towards no, you, no, no. you I have mean, a plan that you can deliver within and, the required time frame to... Oh, that's important that you add that. Because I was thinking about you have your plan that is, you have a seed, you plant it, you wait until it's grown until a, a full mature for a tree, you climb the tree, but that's not in time. Okay, understood. But it's a way to avoid the impact from the rhino. It is, it is. But too late. But too late. Okay. So just as we were talking there, we mentioned robustness, resilience, anti-fragility. I think anti-fragility is an interesting one here. In fact, even maybe robustness, because I don't think... So robustness, you withstand the... Let's just keep it simple. You withstand the threat for a certain amount of time, and then you break. That breaking is not being adaptive. Yes, you've changed, but... Let's not go down that path. Um, whereas the anti-fragility one's interesting because the stressors actually change you for the better. So not only do they change you, they actually change you for the better. So in that sense, you have adapted to the change in the environment. Hmm. So maybe actually adaptive and anti-fragility have got some, let's say some link. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying they're the same thing. No, but I see the link you're you're referring to. Uh, Rosanna Kerr also had a discussion about this, isn't it, last year? There's there's a COSAC talk as well, I think, that's going to talk about some of it. Yeah. And about the concept of those, those stresses actually affecting change for, you know, positive change. Yes. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it and hope you found it useful. Being adaptive requires going beyond static documents and other artifacts. You need to be constantly measuring performance, questioning assumptions, and have triggers and processes in place to respond. When something invariably does change, you need to understand your dependencies to assess and address the impact. We'll leave you here with a question. Are third-party tools available to achieve an adaptive security program with any level of maturity? What would the requirements even be for such tools? If you have any thoughts on this or any other feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Stay safe wherever you are. We'll be back soon with another topic.